listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, Assault Studios production. Back in 1975, David Leong was having a tough time at school. He had poor grades and his parents couldn't understand why he wasn't making the most of the opportunity they fought so hard to get. But through resilience, David was eventually able to turn his situation around and become a popular school kid and go on to have a successful career in IT. I'll talk to David in our second episode about being the director of IT at a prominent law firm and ditching that to work at a startup at age 56, but education is the pathway to success. So let's go back to when David was roaming the schoolyard. David, thanks very much for sitting down and having a chat with us. My pleasure, Luke. So cast your mind back to uh, your high school days. I believe that was 1975, if I'm correct. Yep. Talk to me about it. Very different world back then. Oh, absolutely. Well, being a first generation Australian with Chinese parents that came out during the revolution, yeah, it was challenging because I was um, a minority. I think there was about four Asian students in my year. And how many as an approximate in that year as a, as a total figure? Uh, in that year, there would have been 60 and, you know, treated as a minority back in the 70s. There's a lot of you know, racial comments flying around and not and, quite understanding that. Yeah. And we, look, we don't need to go into what the, the comments were, but was that a consistent thing? Did it happen daily or weekly? Or, oh, it would happen daily. Yep. Yeah. You could, like, and I didn't know how to, to react to it. Didn't ever refer that to my parents because they were too busy working and they wouldn't have understood it anyway. So. Yeah, right. So you just uh, grin and bear it. Just put up. How did that impact your education? Did you not want to go to school because of that? There were many, many years where I didn't want to go to school. It was just a terrible place to go. And that, that really affected my performance and as an individual, my confidence. It was... Yeah, it was hard times. Yeah. When your parents saw the grades, did they not understand why you weren't doing well and were they upset by that? Well, I had what they term a dragon mother. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. Wanted performance and perfection. Yep. So I had that increased pressure as well around performing. You know, it was a case of my grades were really bad because I couldn't focus. Yeah. I was just too distracted. So this is a this is a pretty tough time for you. You're copying it at school and your parents are not necessarily understanding why and they're, they're applying pressure to you too. Yeah. How did you get through that? Was it just a matter of just fronting up and realising this is what I've got to do? Oh, it was friendships. They're making friendships. So where do those friendships come from? Um, mainly through sport. And when you talk about sport, was that um, football or soccer or what, uh, football, what? Yeah. athletics, and rowing? Okay. And ironically, it's all the the powerhouse sports. It, it <laughs> is, isn't it? Yeah, yes. where, where you would probably typically get a lot of bullying anyway. So yeah, um, but yeah. It, but on the flip side, had a lot of support too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and these support networks that you built are obviously with other students. Um, have you remained in contact with them throughout your life? Is it is that sort of a friendship, or have you gone your separate ways? Oh, absolutely, I've got I've got two camps of friends. Explain that to me. The, the two camps. Yeah. Who are they? You had the Caucasian. Students, <laughs> yep. And then you had the ethnic students. The two would never meet. I found myself as a go-between between both because through sport, through my networking, through special English classes, yep. you know, I, I, I just 
forged this network between both camps. And so that means uh, that sort of positioned you as a leader or an authority in that space. Would that be fair to say? They couldn't work me out. They just liked David. Mm-hmm. It was like, David's a great guy. You know, I was quite good at athletics. Uh, I was quite good as a rower. So as a sports person, they respected me in that light. And this is the point. When I was 15, all the, the whole racial comments started disappearing. Mm. They just stopped. Not through any effort of myself, just through the networks that I was making. I imagine that would have made life at school a lot easier to deal with. It was a turning point for me because, you know, I was one of the youngest kids to receive school colours for athletics. So I started building some self-confidence. And from there, my, my grades started getting better. I had some clarity. Yep. Started being able to focus on, yeah. on, on the schoolwork. What's the, the biggest lesson you learnt through going through that experience and, and dealing with that hardship? Oh, just resilience. Absolutely. Just self-confidence and resilience. I just knew that I could put up with this on a daily basis. I could say what they want. I'll continue to do what I wanted. I think some of that was just trying to put me down so they wouldn't perform at sport. So when you got to a point where you started doing better at school because you were happier, and I'm sure that took some of the pressure from your parents off as well, what were some of the subjects that uh, really got your interest and you thought, perhaps maybe there's a career in this for me? Well, certainly the science subjects got me. Uh, humanity subjects weren't too good because English was probably my, my poorest subject. Uh, it wasn't our primary language at home. Mainly mathematics, really enjoyed mathematics and just science subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just simply because you, you gave them a go, you were reasonable at them, you thought, I enjoy this. Oh, I enjoyed it and I, I don't know, my mind was just in tune with it. Like mm-hmm. I can pick up a textbook and just understand the examples. Yeah, right. Whereas okay. trying to understand grammar <laughs> okay, was yeah, just right. uh, way more of a challenge for me. So uh, obviously uh, by the time you're getting towards the end of high school, your situation had settled down, you'd made some choices about things that you, you liked in life and that you wanted to pursue. What was the next step for you? Was it just find a course that offered that at university and apply? In that era, it was just the logical step. It's very different now because university, you pay hex fees. When I was going through, it was just an extension to secondary school. Just go to university. So pick a subject that you like or go to work. And through my learnings from the manufacturing company that my dad ran, I just wanted to continue to study. (laughs) (laughs) So you never saw yourself taking over what he started. No, I wasn't going to take over an apprenticeship or the the concept of taking over his business just did not come to my mind. Yeah, right. I imagine just going going back for a step, you you would have been involved in working that factory with your father and other family members and you probably were uh, whipped into shape, so to speak, and and would have taught you some pretty valuable lessons around hard work and dedication. Absolutely. Yep, yep. Every day... After school, well, in my early years before, you know, I had you know, a huge study uh, workload, I would go back to the factory and, you know, count dim sims. It was a case of, you know, I, I hated school holidays because mm-hmm. I knew, you know, all my school friends were going off to their exotic holidays in the ski fields <laughs> overseas or, you know, up north to the Sunshine Coast. Not you. I, I would be spending that in the factory. Yeah, right. Okay. So I guess though, you could argue it that learning that and going through that 
set you up for success at uh, university because typically for people once they go through school then into university the pressure if you want it to be releases in university because you don't have that person sitting on your shoulder saying you need to do this you need to hand this assignment in by x date i imagine for you though being taught that discipline and responsibility made university a very different experience for you in terms of pressure, yeah, I think the, the ethic of hard work and having to meet deadlines, tasks had to be done and they just get done and you just learn that along the way. So you never really struggled at university or there was never any low point or uh, what was university life like University was fun. It was like really fun. It was a place to go and network with people yep. and you learn along the way. Mm. Would you say it was kind of the, the first period in your life where you had a little bit of freedom as well? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You, you had a lot of freedom to, to essentially do what you wanted at university. But at the same time, I was a little bit misguided of where I was going. I just ended up doing a applied science stream, majoring in computer science and physics because I liked it. So it was more for you then the transition from high school into university was it's just what you do, so I'll just go and do something and see where I land. It wasn't necessarily here's what I want to achieve in life and in order to do that I need to do X, Y and Z. Absolutely correct. I wasn't fortunate enough to have, for example, a family with a legal background, with a practice, and they just clearly identified all the steps to become a lawyer and then a senior associate and a partner of a law firm or a doctor, you know, in the medical profession to go through the steps to achieve that. I had an education, a great education, but I, I was a little bit lost and misguided and I was just following what I enjoyed doing. Okay. So when did the situation change? When did you realise that there is opportunity here and it's something you're just going to apply yourself to do because it's obviously happened considering the career you've gone on to have. It was towards the, the latter years of, of tertiary when I, I knew I was finishing. It was a case of, well, do I just continue off and do a, a master's and then a, a, a PhD and just become a professional student? But, <laughs> <laughs> but the runway's going to you know, run out of track because my parents, you know, don't want to just continually fund a professional student, incredibly yeah, smart, yeah. that is not out in the workforce. Mm -hmm. My parents really wanted us to get a university degree and get a job. They didn't really care what job. They wanted to establish a family and their children stood up on their own two feet, got a good education and got a job. Mm -hmm. That was the Simple essence. Yep. And um, brothers and sisters, have you? You've, yeah, have two brothers yep. and a sister. I'm the youngest. Okay. And did they have a, a similar transition into education and, and the workforce that you did, or have they taken different careers? Yeah, parts? much the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, almost exactly the same. So if we then start looking at your career, how you're getting towards the end of um, yeah, tertiary education, uh, how are you building yourself up to take that next step? Because you identified that, hey, there is something in this, I enjoy it, but what happens next? Because there's many different careers you could have within the things that you've studied. How did you narrow it down to work out that's the one that's worth pursuing? As much as I liked physics, there was really no career opportunities there. But computer science kind of led to, you know, the big iconic names like IBM, Honeywell, 
uh, Wang computers. They were prominent in the industry. So I thought, well, this is where I need to gravitate to or start working with large computer teams within big corporations, like at the time there was Shell Mm -hmm. and some of the mining companies. I thought, yeah, let's just go apply for that and well, why wouldn't they take me? Fair enough. Um, I imagine it would be very different to the IT jobs that are available now. What were some of those jobs back then? They were very basic rudimentary jobs. Uh, some of them were loading magnetic tapes into you know, a computer data centre, just changing those, changing floppy disks, doing backup and, mm-hmm. and archiving Yep. That kind of role. Quite stock standard type of things. Very, um, very stock standard. Were you looking at that and thinking it's a career though or were you looking and thinking, okay, well, I'll, I'll get my experience there and move on? Oh, it's certainly a starting point. You know, you just had to get your feet landed somewhere and then build on the career from there because you could see beyond that. You could see the executives of these companies and what a life they led. But you know, coming out of university, you just have to accept you're going to do it from ground zero and have to work pretty hard at it and just have that, you know, that attitude, I just have to work hard. I assume that's something you've just applied throughout your, your whole career. You learnt it early and it's just continued on, the, the hard work element? Yes, absolutely. I've never really taken on anything that I didn't think I could achieve. And I've got this motto that just resonates with me, do it right or don't do it at all. You know, if you're going to take something on, do it right. While you're doing things right, there's also things that don't go right. So talk to me about that during uh, high school or, or education. Um, not, not much went wrong in education. I failed a couple of subjects in university and I just didn't think it was a big deal. But at the time, it, it didn't worry me too much because it didn't come at a cost. You just repeated. Mm-hmm. It comes at a huge cost now because it costs you thousands of dollars in hex. And mm-hmm. not to say that money is everything, but the sense of failure and time, just to repeat all of that, again, weighed on me. So I thought that was not great. You should just apply yourself and just pass everything now. You also speak a lot about the networks that you've formed and the things that that's taught you by building those networks, obviously being the conduit between, as you said, the Greeks and the white guys and Mm. the Chinese and whatever other nationality was there too. Um, How has that continued throughout your life and what did you learn quite clearly back then that's still applicable now? Relationships are so important in life. It's it's not like I, I needed the relationships to support me through school, but that extends through work. And just having that, you know, that, that really good, nice guy factor really helps. And that hardworking attitude, people can talk well about you. Mm. And it goes a long way. You know, it just happens without you doing anything. What's some advice you've got for people who are at high school, going into university about the sorts of things that they should be looking or questioning themselves about a career or a course uh, that they should should do? What do they need to know or to be thinking about? I think it comes from the heart. You really have to want to do what you want to do and have that passion to do it. Not just follow somebody else's script that you have to be doing this because it's going to lead for you to be so successful and so great in years to come. No point doing that if you're going to not enjoy doing that. Just follow your heart and back yourself. Do you think you've followed your passion in life with with what you've done? I have, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Mm -hmm. Like if I had followed what my mum wanted, I would have been a doctor. I would have been a surgeon. Yeah, no, I'm so far from that.
Some great advice there from David. Follow your heart and do what you're passionate about, not what others tell you to do. And that's exactly what he did. In our second episode, I'll talk with David about his transition from study into a job and how he applied what he learned in school to benefit his career. You're listening to the Careers Talk podcast series, a Salt Studios production.